Welcome to Egg Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, and Canadian Poultry Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. Hi, my name is Alex Bernard, editor for Fruit and Vegetable Magazine, and I'm speaking today with Alex Chesney of Thames River Melons. Alex is one of the winners of our Top 4 Under 40 contest for 2022. Now, I know on the application, it said that you wear a lot of hats. So if you could kind of just describe what you do and how you got involved in Canadian fruit and veg industry. Yeah, so I I live and work full-time on my family fruit and vegetable farm. We sell our produce in a few different avenues at farmer's markets, on farm. We do some deliveries and we also do some wholesale. So I personally oversee more of the on-farm and farmer's market side of things. I'm also a registered dietitian, so I use those skills and help with like recipe development and marketing. And then I also manage and hire our staff, quite a few different areas. So I got into the industry because I was born into it, very fortunately. Um, My dad started our farm in the early 80s. He grew an acre of melons, which was pretty new for Ontario at the time, kind of experimental, but it was a success. And we've now grown to grow lots of other crops. And he came from an agricultural family as well. My grandfather grew tobacco and transitioned into other cash crops like soybeans and he does ginseng too. So it's an agricultural family. And yeah, I've been back on the farm full time since 2019. Did you ever intend to work off the farm or was it always the goal to kind of come back? Because I studied food and nutrition, it was always sort of related. I wasn't really sure if it was like realistic or possible for me to combine the two, but The more I went through school and through my practical training, I really realized that agriculture is kind of a missing piece of nutrition education. And I thought it was a really cool opportunity to dig into that a little bit more and draw those connections more clearly. Yeah, I think it's a niche that deserves a lot more exploration because it seems like such an intuitive connection when you put it like that. Yeah, exactly. But for a long time, they really weren't talked about in the same conversations, but I think it's it's been very consumer driven. Consumers are asking more questions about where their food is coming from and how it's grown. And as a food expert, a dietitian is often the recipient of those questions. So we need to be knowledgeable. And I'm, again, was very lucky to be born into this and have that knowledge. So I'm trying to kind of, you know, tie them together more and, and show others that connection as well. Awesome. What's one major challenge that you faced in the industry? Oh, gosh, I think there's, you know, the industry as a whole faces quite a few challenges, things like misunderstandings about GMOs or organic versus conventional, you know, there's the innate seasonality, stringent food safety, stuff like that. But I think our biggest challenge is probably related to how labor intensive fruit and vegetable production is. So with our staffing and and workforce, that's definitely the biggest challenge. It's just, like I said, so labor intensive. There's just so many pieces that go into it. There's We on our farm work with a varied team. We have about two thirds local students and other community members, and then one third seasonal agriculture workers. Obviously it is a seasonal business, so that can be tough for people living here because there's not a lot of work outside of the kind of May to November timeframe. So that's why it works well with students. And with that comes some challenges with hiring and retaining, but it's been fun for me managing the, the students and trying to make it fun and engaging for them using different strategies like weekly contests and 
staff appreciation and stuff. So trying to make the most of the challenges for sure. Yeah, I imagine the staff has gotten quite a bit larger since that one acre melon farm. Yes, definitely. It it has grown. Yes. (laughs) And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys have a weekly CSA as well? Yeah, so it's kind of our version of a CSA. It's a little bit different than some of the traditional ones, but we call it our Market Box program. And that was born out of the pandemic in in 2020 as a direct result of Mm -hmm. some of our farmers markets being delayed in opening. Um, So we had customers reaching out asking how they could get our produce if we weren't going to be at markets. And so we thought, I guess we're going to deliver it now and sort of developed that, that project out of nothing, which was it was a little bit stressful to figure it all out, but I think we've streamlined it quite a bit by now and it seems to be working pretty well. So that's fantastic. Making, making something so exciting out of something so unfortunate like the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it was something we considered for a long time, but we just didn't really have the time or I don't know, motivation to sort of actually figure it out. And we were kind of forced into it and it's been definitely a blessing from that. So, well, when you have a lot of irons in the fire already and you're a busy you're a busy farm already it's hard to kind of put into action those good ideas that you have but you don't necessarily have the time to do yeah exactly and i think you know i don't know that the interest would have been there as much from customers because people maybe weren't at home as often and mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been able to pick up the box but we found it was something that, you know, people would be waiting on our porch for us to arrive because they were stuck at home. And it was like their little taste of the outside world. So it was sort of strange, strange time that just happened to make it work well, I think. This might be connected. It might not. What's an accomplishment or innovation you're particularly proud of? Yeah, the market boxes are definitely something I'm very proud of. I think because it was so difficult to figure out at first, and now that it is sort of working a little more smoothly, it's really rewarding to see. Um, But another one is last June, we finished the installation of an on-farm kitchen uh, as part of our farm market and pick your own patch. And that's been like a lifelong dream for me. So I'm really, really excited that it's here. And right now we use it for a lot of baking and making like ready to eat products with our produce. But uh, my hope with this coming year, fingers crossed, we don't have any more interruptions, but is to really do more small events and then workshops and experiences. Um, I've been working closely with our tourism board and they're really promoting kind of immersive experiences as a new form of tourism. And I never really thought of as a farm as a tourist location necessarily, but they've really shown me that it is and it can be. And so this year we're launching an experience called the Harvest Brunch. So it's part workshop, part tour, part cooking class, and part meal. And people will come and it's very immersive. We'll pick the produce together. We'll do some cooking and then and share a meal together. And I will weave in nutrition education, agriculture education throughout it. And that's really able to come to life because of the kitchen. So I'm really excited about that one too. Sounds fantastic. And really best yeah. of luck to you in this coming year. Thank you. Tourism, it's always hard to kind of start that initial draw. Do you think most of it will come from the network you've already developed through other farm activities and the market boxes? Or are you in connecting with the tourism board? Are you hoping there'll be newcomers? Yeah, I think we're very fortunate because we've done pick your own berries for a long time. So we have a pretty established group of of folks that are used to coming out to the farm for that. And since I came back in, in 2019, 
we've also added in like a more permanent farm market building and had you know been intentional about creating space for people to stay because it used to be they would come pick their berries park kind of like in the field and then leave but now we have more of a formal setup so I think those will all work hand in hand and then also with the market box customers like we've been able to develop an email list from that so we have a direct way to contact people so I think throughout the mix of the market boxes farmers markets and pick your own we have a pretty solid audience and foundation already so hopefully we can draw from that. How do you think the industry will change in the next five years? I think a big one and one that we're trying to focus on is automation. That goes hand in hand with, you know, how labor intensive things are. It would be great if we could figure out some ways to automate things a little bit more. One thing we're doing this year is we got some asparagus like rider harvesting machines that we're going to use. And if they work well, we'll, we plan to purchase a few more. I think automation is tricky because it often has like very high upfront costs, which aren't always feasible. So I know that's definitely something that holds farms back from investing in it. But if you can kind of start small and the options seem to be increasing and becoming more accessible lately. So hoping to focus on that. And then our farm specifically, we're hoping to focus more on the direct marketing of our products. We do some wholesaling and we'll probably continue to do a bit, but I think we would like to scale that back a little more and sell things more direct to consumer if possible. And following up on that, what's one thing you hope changes? I think I'm always hopeful that there will be greater appreciation for an interest in understanding where your food is coming from and a more engaged and aware public and consumer group. And we have seen that in the past couple of years, especially. I think people have been kind of like reminded of the importance of of their food supply. And I think another thing I, I always hope for would be, well, it comes out of a frustration that we experience, which is, you know, if we're trying to sell Ontario grown field strawberries in June and they're being sold elsewhere, imported for two for five dollars or something, there's always that disparity in the pricing. So I'm hopeful that there's with that appreciation and understanding comes maybe an understanding of why things are priced the way they are. And I think that just comes with with the knowledge and education and understanding. So hopefully, hopefully we can always grow that more. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give someone considering a career in Canadian fruit and veg? <laughs> I was talking to my dad about this earlier and he was like, do it while you're young because you need a good back, <laughs> <laughs> um, which goes hand in hand with the labor intensive. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do think there's some truth in that. And I do think that kind of relates to it's it's not necessarily your traditional nine to five like if that's what you're looking for might not be the best fit especially in peak growing season you know there's just the nature of of how it goes is there's some long days but it's it's really rewarding and I've also been glad to see you know more focus on farmers and people in the fruit and, and veg industry taking care of themselves a little more and I hope there's continued focus on that especially in terms of mental health and things like that so Yeah, just things to be aware of, I guess, if you're looking to join in the fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you came from a fruit and veg background, but you also kind of approached it from a different angle with the with the dietetics. So I guess there's opportunities to be part of it, but from a different angle. Yeah, that's a great point. I think sometimes people think fruit and veg, oh, I have to be like the farmer or something, but there are like different avenues and different ways, you know, 
a great way to connect with fruit and vegetable industry in terms of consumers through social media and marketing. And that's something that lots of farms often don't always have time for, and they're often looking to hire that kind of position. So if if you're going to school for marketing or design or something like that, like thinking about different kinds of people that you can partner with and apply your skills for. We've worked with, yeah, graphic designers, videographers, photographers, all those different skill sets can be applied within our industry. So that's a really good point. And the big overarching question, what's one thing you wish people outside the industry knew about what you do? You kind of touched on this earlier. Yeah, I think it would be more like, really what goes into it and how labor intensive it is. Um, I think, you know, when you're at a farmer's market and you're walking by all the fruits and vegetables piled on the table, it's really easy to think like, wow, how beautiful, like looks delicious. But for me, when I see that, I'm seeing like the number of hours that were spent seeding and transplanting and pruning and maintaining, frost protecting, harvesting, you know, there's so many steps that go into getting it to the table, which is often all that consumer sees and that's like it is beautiful and it is delicious so I do want to focus on that but I just think if we could highlight a little more about how involved it is and you know how much of an actual science it is to grow these crops and make sure that the crop is successful and all those different things that go into it and just what a community effort it is too like it's not just me or my dad it's like everyone that's involved in it it's a really cool big group project you know like I I'm so proud of it. And I just want to tell everybody all about it. So <laughs> that's great. Cause we need more voices out there that are getting the word out. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me, Alex. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Egg Annex Talks, the podcast hosted by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. You can subscribe to Egg Annex Talks wherever you listen to podcasts or visit eggannex.com to catch up on all of our other episodes.